Presented by the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 6 of Marital Tiffs, where we invite you into our marriage to debate the not-so-important topics, discuss each other, and more. I'm Tim. I'm Karen. And we're a couple of married geeks who often get very passionate when we disagree about the super-important topics like our favorite TV shows, personality traits, and whether Francine owes Tiffany a new sweater. Yeah, check out episode 5 to hear a little bit more about that fun discussion, and no, she absolutely does not. Definitely not, (laughs) but we go in more into depth on that episode. So how are you doing, Tim? What's our what's our quarantine update? We're about two solid months into this now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going slightly insane. Everything's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. Yeah, it's great. It's like, all fine. <laughs> you, I think we're making fun of me just before we got on here for something that I will defend to the death and die on the hill. Are we going back to episode one here? We are because... So if you remember in episode one, we had a very heated debate about change and how much change is too much change. (sighs) And Karen here who swore up and down... That she was done with the kitchen. No, no, no. She was done with the kitchen. I never said I was was done done with the kitchen. I never said Uh, I was done. Painted our buffet and the inside of our uh, like ceramic plate thing. First of all, I never said I was done. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I said that I was done with reorganizing. And that is true. I haven't touched the reorganization, but the kitchen itself, the decor, is not done. And you agreed to that, and I never said it was done, so don't even start. No, no, no. It's not done. It's not done. Just give me this. (laughs) Three weeks. Tim! That's (laughs) all it lasted. I never said that the kitchen was completely done. I said that the reorganization was done, and that has stayed true, has it not? I mean, you haven't moved things around too much? Exactly. Nothing has actually changed locations. Nothing has even been brought in to the kitchen, although we do need to add things to the kitchen. So the decor is not done, and that is the update from episode one. So how are you doing with all of this? I mean, you know, I just want to go out man like i'm an introvert and i want to go out so bad i think if for if i think right now we really only have people listening who are in north carolina so you are very aware i'm sure that we have kind of government mandated like phase one phase two like different phases of when a lot things of states are, are doing these type of things yeah basically like how things are progressing we hit phase one a week ago today right yes So, and a lot of people obviously took that to mean that they could just go out and just to go out. And I think that a lot of people in our lives think we're being maybe a little bit too, you know. Too cautious. Too cautious. But, you know, I also listen to science. So (laughs) it's just our opinion that it's probably better to, you know, try to knuckle down as much as we can and like hate every moment of it, but still try to be safe and do our part for, you know, flattening the curve, as they say. So it's great. Um, We have each other. (laughs) 
and yeah. that's wonderful. I'm ready to get out of this house. So yeah, and which that's, brings us to our topic. That for this does week. bring very good segue. I liked that. It's not a good segue if you point out the segue. <laughs> we are talking today about travel because we are deeply fantasizing about when we can actually go out and travel, and not even even necessarily like a big trip, but just to be able to travel to like a different city even or even within our own city i think would be really nice we've taken what three trips four trips counting michigan like bigger trips um we've gone to orlando for our honeymoon Mm -hmm. Uh, we went on a cruise last year we went on we've gone to a few places big or like kind of more weekend or Uh, we spent a weekend in nashville yeah, we've gone to different cities in North Carolina. We've, you know, we haven't done the most traveling. I I feel like you and I independently are pretty well traveled. Like we've been to quite a few countries and places in the U.S. like separately, but yeah. not necessarily together. Um, You've so toured we, Europe. I have um, been to, I don't know, just different places in the U.S., Vegas, New York City, obviously a lot of places up and down the East Coast because that's where I've lived my entire life. You've been to like... Peru, Costa Rica, mm -hmm. Korea, Iraq, um, DC multiple times, California. But we've taken a few trips together, not necessarily huge or international trips, but we've like flown on planes. We've had road trips together. Good Lord, we've had a 12 hour drive to Panama City back and forth in like a weekend to go pick up a car. Yep. (laughs) That was a whole That was a fun one. A weekend after we... The week after we made that trip already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that was, yeah. So you could say that although we haven't been many places together, we have definitely done quite some a bit traveling. For the amount of time we've been together. So we're going to talk about what annoys each other, basically. <laughs> oh yeah, that one's easy. What? You are the worst backseat driver or passenger seat driver, whatever. Why? Um. So the number one thing you do is heavy breath intakes when I'm miles away from cars that you think I'm going to hit. Like like that? Yeah, you grab my arm, you grab the seat, you grab the uh, <laughs> the handle, you grab whatever you can, squeeze as hard as you can. Uh, tell Wink. me... Huh? <laughs> Wink? Uh, tell me that <laughs> I am going to hit this car, even though I'm clearly not. It's not... Clear, obviously. You terrify me. It would be clear to anybody else. No. I've ridden in the car with, like, my mom before, and my mom feels the same way. I don't know if it's a my family thing, but no, like, you don't accelerate when you're approaching a stopped vehicle, which is what you do. I don't. Or at least you don't decelerate. (laughs) Like, you have to have a very appropriate amount of... Of slowing down Have for me to not. Have you ever been in the car with me in an accident? No. No. And you, I don't think I've known you to ever have been in an accident. I've had a couple in my life. Just but... your exes. <laughs> 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 but. Bazinga. <laughs> but I think. I don't know if I could say that on the air. Right. Yeah. We might get a copyright strike if anyone, you know, cares at all. But <laughs> you don't slow down enough. For me, or at least not quickly enough. And it visually, it looks scary. And that's why, like, I don't, 
I don't know. If the worst thing I do is like an audible gasp, then I, I think I'm okay. I mean, okay. you yell. Well, you scare me. Okay. <laughs> so the worst thing you don't you do is not an audible gasp. So what would you have me do instead? Just like silent- mind your business. <laughs> mind my business. I'm in the car too. Mind your business. The driver always is going to protect their side first, just on an instinct. So if anyone is in danger in the car, it's me. Have you ever actually been in danger? Have you ever been injured? Have you ever been in an accident while I've been driving? I've been in perceived danger. Uh, that's not the same. It is the same. It, well, you're right. It's not the same. But it is terrifying to... I don't know if anybody else experiences this with really anyone that they drive with. But sometimes you're with a, a person who is more reckless probably than you would be when you're driving and you you get scared you're like okay my life is in your hands literally like what what can you do except be terrified you can let the driver handle it because i'm not going to hurt you you want me to just put like a mask over my eyes and I mean, that's what it takes i would not <laughs> i would not i need to be involved in this situation even if it scares me so yeah. that's not going away. I'm sorry. But there is something that you can do about my biggest complaint with travel with you, which is that you are extremely passive about any type of big travel until we're probably like either already there or like on the way. And what I mean by that is like, if we have a big trip planned coming up, we took a really big um, cruise trip with my parents last year to celebrate our first anniversary and their 30th. Yes. Right. I'm so bad. Um, and we we had planned it for months and you like didn't care. You were it's not, not excited. That I didn't care. I <laughs> had were... a lot going on. Sure. But you can be excited. You're not like my biggest thing with you is that you don't seem to be in the moment about it until it's actually happening. Until I'm in the moment. <laughs> okay, fair. But it's not like as much fun. Like when I'm really excited and then I'm like, we could do this and then we can, they have this excursion and we could you know maybe do this and like what do you want to see here and you're just like eh. i mean i think a lot of it is i'm not always convinced it's happening until i'm on the route on the road we've paid for it already so why would you not be it's just how i am are you pessimistic would you say in some cases yeah it's really hard to like be excited if the person that you're supposed to be excited with is like eh, meh whatever i mean you have plenty of excitement for both of us yeah but my excitement drains away when i'm trying to share excitement with somebody else and they're just like oh yeah well well it'll be cool later but not now now i don't care i mean i'm i i mean how often do you see me get excited about things in advance period i think when it comes to things like movies coming out or like video games coming out or a new phone that you really want or something like that really when it's completely centered on you and your interests you get very <laughs> I excited mean, I enjoy traveling i know you do and i know we've had really great trips together and also some really like questionable ones like the panama city <laughs> time but you know it's just my biggest complaint is that it's so hard to plan a trip in advance with you because i get excited if it's like two months ahead i'm like yes i'm gonna take off work i'm gonna make sure that i have things scheduled i'm gonna make sure we have a dog sitter i don't want to burn out my excitement before we even get there excitement is not 
a like depletable resource. It's com- it's like renewable if you have that personality. I also I'm one of those people who I don't like to hype myself up beyond expectations. I would rather go in a little less excited and have a great trip than to anticipate a great trip and it's a good trip. I would like to know very much what your story is behind anticipation because this is completely not having anything to do with travel, but you saying anticipation made me think of it and it's another big pet peeve. Anticipation. Tim, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It really annoyed me and it's like a sidebar from the travel thing, but a long time ago... In a a galaxy far, (laughs) far away. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I showed Tim The Princess Bride for the very first time, (laughs) which if you think is a good movie, give us like a thumbs up or a comment or something like that. But I showed it to Tim and he did not care. He was like, that sucked. He hated it. No. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't think that The Princess Bride sucks. I've never said it sucks. It didn't match the anticipation. I think it was overrated. It's, how can you, ugh, what do you mean? When, when I, I have spent my entire life hearing about how amazing this movie is, how amazing this movie is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I come in, I'm expecting on a scale of one to 10, I'm expecting a 12. Because but that's what? how, that's how everybody talks about this movie. And in context, I didn't see this movie until I was like 30 or close to it. You know, I didn't grow up with this movie. Who cares? Uh, it's a good movie. It holds up. Most of it is nostalgia. It's not. It is. Um, so when I finally saw it, I'm expecting a 12. And I got like solid seven, maybe eight. A seven? A seven. The Princess Bride is a seven. It's above average. Oh my God. What is a 12 for you then in the world of movies? In the world of movies. Give me a 12 a example. Well. Also, why did you rate it out of 12? That's a very no, weird rating. No, I on a 0 to 10. Okay. What's I'm a, expecting a 12. What is a 12? Uh, Endgame. Avengers, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. That movie was incredible. So this hugely anticipated mm-hmm. movie with a giant cast, giant budget, very modern technology cgi all of that and you know with the marvel storylines behind it yes is a 12 for you yes it can't be enough to just have like a well-crafted story based on a beloved book with like a small but wonderful cast that acts their ass off i didn't say it was a bad movie (sighs) i said it's a seven or eight but that's okay you get mad at me. This is completely derailed off of the travel thing, by the way. But you get mad at me for not liking The Breakfast Club for arguably the same reason, except also add on to mine that it's very problematic. The dude is like a creep and it doesn't hold up to today's modern well, she standards. She asleep watching The Breakfast Club. It's a bad movie. It's a bad. Wow. I will go on record and saying the Breakfast Club is a bad movie. And it was the same situation for me. I didn't see it until I was like 28, something like that. But it's 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 not good. It's just not good. And I'm sorry. Like, I hate to say it, but it's very problematic. It makes me uncomfortable. It's really creepy. It doesn't, like, the modern Yo, when you send when you send your emails to maritaltiffs at gmail.com, make sure you direct your hate mail to at Karen. Shameless plug. Uh... <laughs> So that people know 
so that I can just redirect those directly to you. Sure. For and all I'll... the hate you're going to get for saying The Breakfast Club isn't even like a mediocre movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's a straight up bad movie. Yeah. And then I'll go ahead and direct all the people who agree that The Princess Bride is a wonderful movie to you. I said it's a good movie. Okay, but you're not... I'll give it I feel like good. you're being good for on the air right now. When we watched it for the first time, we know the truth. I know I the truth. I was disappointed. You were, we were disappointed. And that you doesn't were like mean it was bad. Very audibly upset I at me. I was underwhelmed. You were, first of all, you don't like when I show you anything. I think the only thing that I've shown you that you actually liked was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which, good call. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Sure. You didn't like Cabin in the Woods I that did. much. Okay. Sure. But get better taste. Wow. <laughs> I like Princess Bride. So there you go. Anyway, like <laughs> to completely bring us back on topic. We here, went on a little journey right there. <laughs> we did. Wow. And speaking of journeys, how about travel, right? I mean, that's <laughs> let's talk kind about, of the point. Let's talk about air travel. Now, we've really only ever flown on a plane to Michigan, mm-hmm. right? We've done that a few times. I think so, yeah. So... In terms of air travel, I feel like you have to be really organized in a way that you don't necessarily have to be when you're just driving, right? So, no, I don't think you have to be very organized. I think there are Um, two types of flyers that are very capable. One is successful and one misses their plane. No, they're both capable. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You have the high strong, I've got everything in order, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And then you've got the people who are like me. Who are a little bit more, okay, we're just going to go with it. Would I be the first person? Yes. Then that, <laughs> you think I'm high strung? When it comes to flying. Really? When it comes to flying. What makes you say that? Um, You always have to be organized and ready to go and all of that. And I'm just kind of, so what okay, about, our flight's on time. What about organization is high strung to you? Just curious. I'm not disagreeing necessarily. It's, it's that organization is a component of your high strung flying persona okay uh you're you're very antsy uh and that's from somebody i mean i don't like heights you'd think i'd be the high strung person i Uh, guess but it's not about like we're not talking about the plane itself necessarily although, although we can talk about habits that we have on the plane we're talking about getting to the airport right i mean just the entire process so independently of me Say that your plane takes off at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. What time do you arrive Depends at the on the airport. What do you mean depends on the airport? Fayetteville, I arrive no. at like 9. Not the Fayetteville airport. 9, like a, 15. Like RDU. RDU, probably about 8.30. I could do 8.30. <laughs> yeah, that fine. sounded convincing. <laughs> what time are you there? Okay, well, it depends, right? It depends. Are we checking bags? Are we needing to eat at the airport? Are we like pre-approved for TSA. like An hour and a half is enough time to do all of that and relax at the gate. Well, won't you feel like an idiot the first time that we miss our flight because you decide that an hour and a half is not I've is never plenty of time. i flight in my life. And you've already always arrived like an hour and a half? Ish. Do you guys always arrive like not so strictly before <laughs> the gate like opens? Like how do I say that? Like do you... What's a good arrival time for yeah, your flight? Yeah, what's a good arrival time? Because I feel like... I don't... And also, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Like, I don't want to be the jerk who's like, 
holding up the plane. I don't do that either. Okay. Well. I told you, I have an hour and a half is plenty of time to get through security, get through check baggage, get something to eat, and relax at the gate before they even call you. Yeah, you do all this relaxing at the gate to on- only to, like, when we're on the plane, completely ignore me. What do you mean? I mean, the first time that we went to Michigan together, um, it ended up somehow that I had to book my flight after Tim booked his flight. So we didn't get seats together. But we ended up, like, being able to talk to some people. And, like, Tim was in one side of the aisle. And then there was the actual aisle itself. And then I was you know, sitting as close to him as possible. And I was completely bored. I had no one to talk to, nothing to do, because I'm not the type of person who, and like, it wasn't a plane that they had like, you know, in-flight entertainment or something like that. It's not a long enough trip. Yeah, I get sick if I have like a book or something like that when I'm like actually traveling, like in the car or on a plane or something like that. So I had essentially nothing to do. And I wanted to talk to you. And you were like just in your own little world and you got mad at me for wanting to... I don't to... view flying as a social activity. I mean, I, I, I get on the flight, I get into my seat, and I kind of zone out. I don't like heights. So sure. I need to get into my own little zone with music, books, something to distract me just from what's around me. I mean, I wasn't about to, like, scream at the top of my lungs and, like, disrupt people. I would never do that. But to just, like, go back. And I think I even, like, drew a, um, what's that game with, like, the dots and you try to make a box by putting, the like. The squares? Yeah. I, tr- I even tried to do something like that to, like, pass back and forth with you and you got mad at me. I, I, I like to be just in my zone when I'm flying. You want to be, like, a single person when you're flying. You don't want to care about anyone else, (laughs) necessarily. I mean, maybe. uh, Maybe that's what it is. If we have a kid one day and we're traveling with them on a plane, what are you going to do? We'll figure that out when we get there. Well, I'm not going to have a kid with you if I know that on the one time every five years we'll be on a plane with them that you'll completely ignore them. I mean, we don't have that many places to travel with a kid anymore. What do you mean? I mean, all our family's here pretty much. Almost I, all of them. I guess. But, you know, there's a whole world out there that we could see. I don't know how much money you think I make. <laughs> That's the other thing that is a little bit, like, annoying. Like, we both kind of have goals of places that we want to see. But every time I propose, like, going on a trip, you seem very cautious about it. And I don't know what it is. I like my bubble. You like your bubble? You're so, you're starting to sound like me. I'm the introvert. No, I just like my... I mean, I like to be extroverted within my bubble. Okay. And what is the radius of your bubble? 50 miles? What? Maybe 100? 50 miles? 100 miles? Really? I mean, beyond there, I'm not in my comfort zone. I'm, I'm in new territory. Yeah. But like, you're... even Raleigh, like, I'm uncomfortable. But we would be together. Yeah, I'd so still it, be uncomfortable. That would be a constant that you could rely on. It's just how I am. Okay. Well, that is very annoying to me. <laughs> Do you have anybody in your life um, that you don't necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily on the same w- wavelength with when you travel for one reason or another? It could be short travel, long travel. Maybe you get really excited. Maybe you like to be really, you know planned ahead and actually organized and like actually make your flight on time or never missed a flight yet 
ever. Yet. That sounds like a huge gamble to me, but let us know. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Marital Tiffs. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Marital Tiffs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We do have one new announcement. We are officially part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. So check out the other shows on that network, my own hometown crowd, as well as That's Just My Face and Dead Girls Talking. All really great. So if you need something to do during this quarantine, you know, if you happen to catch all of our episodes and need something else, hit up that network. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review and rating. We are on Google and coming soon to Apple Podcasts. Uh, Anything left to add? Always stay organized, kids. Always. The plane does not wait. So keep it. Keep it real. Thanks for listening to Marable Tiffs.